your identity, your purpose, your destiny. Remember, your strength comes from your yieldedness to the process and journey. I don't know that God is necessarily concerned about making us happy. I think he's more concerned about making us holy. It's never God that's questionable. It's always our obedience. Welcome to Becoming Whole, the podcast dedicated to shining light on things in the character to help you become better, stronger, and more aware of who you are and who you are called to be. And now, here's your host, Daria Elizabeth. Intentionality. Intentionality. Let's talk about intentionality. Your level of intentionality towards the things of God is one of the most important tools in your arsenal. There are certain commands and certain things that God will tell us to do. And whenever God gives us a command, immediately the devil rears up his ugly head and begins to send minions, devices, starts plotting, scheming in order for us to abort or not even begin doing what God has called us to do. But your intentionality and your mindset about uh, you know, being willing to set your focus on what God has called you to do is one of the most important tools in your arsenal. It means the difference between you being a successful believer versus being a believer who is carnal. It means the difference between you being a well-developed believer and a mature believer versus a believer who is still on milk. It means the difference between you being a believer that has a testimony and is able to say your thing or two about life versus a believer who doesn't have any uh, resume with the Lord or doesn't have any uh, story with God. And so what the devil does is whenever God gives you a command or something he would like you to do or say or follow through on, immediately the devil applies pressure to your mind, to your heart, works on things in your character that he still has. Remember when uh, Christ said, you know, Satan is coming, but he has nothing in me. And that was part of the power behind his journey that Satan tried to come multiple times through multiple people and cases and circumstances to overtake him and overrun him. But the enemy could not succeed. The enemy could not win. The enemy was not able to uh, overtake him because ex- because of exactly what he said. He said, Satan is coming, but he, he has nothing in me. What a powerful statement. That Satan is coming, but he has nothing in me. Notice he didn't say, if Satan comes, or maybe he said, he said, Satan is coming. The accuser, the one who stands up against me to literally condemn me is coming. Uh, There's nothing there. (laughs) 
there's nothing that he has inside of me to play with. And the, the thing we don't realize is that every time that we give way to the flesh, he has something to play with. Every time that we allow the, the, the things of the world and the things of the flesh to overtake us and we obey them above obe- obeying the word, above obeying the scripture, above obeying God, we are giving Satan something to play with. Selah. Selah because it is such a powerful point. That the reason why Christ can say Satan is coming, but he has nothing in me is because he didn't give the devil room. He did not give the enemy a space or a place in his heart to operate. He always had a posture of selflessness. He always had a posture of servanthood and he always had a posture. His heart was always bent towards God. He had a willingness towards God. Now, is it safe to say that if the enemy has multiple things in us, that there's some things in us that are not bent towards God? Is it safe to say that if the enemy has things that are in us, that there are some ways and some mindsets and some attitudes and some heart postures and dispositions that we have that mm, really lend to the things of the flesh? Christ was so intentional towards God. He was so intentional towards God. The word of God says before it was day, dude would rise up, you know, go into the mountains, go somewhere and go pray and talk to the father. And I love how Dr. Miles Monroe said it. He said, Christ would spend like a minute casting out a devil but then would spend hours in prayer with the Lord. But we're spending hours casting out devils. Like, I rebuke you. Come out. Hey, come out in Jesus' name. Come out. The blood, the blood, the blood. We spend hours trying to cast out devil, devils and then spend like two minutes in prayer. And he said, Would it, wouldn't it be an incredible thing If we did what Christ did, which is the flip of what we currently do, spend hours in prayer. And then we are so drenched in who God is. We are so drenched in who his person is, like his character, his ways, because what prayer does is when you go into prayer, it aligns your heart with the will of the father. I think sometimes we think that when we go into prayer, we're telling God all of our needs. We might, but by the end of the prayer, if it is a prayer saturated with the spirit and the presence of the Lord, your heart ends up changing. And what happens is you end up looking like Christ and your mind ends up conforming to the thoughts of the father right there in prayer. Prayer is a tool to get you to see the heart of God, not so much to get God to see your heart. And so Dr. Miles was saying that, man, if we could do it the way Christ did it, we would spend like one minute or less casting out demons and it could be legions too. And so Christ's intentionality towards the things of God is what made his life effective. 
Christ's intentionality towards the ways of the father and his yieldedness. Because if you're intentional, you'll be yielded. It comes naturally. If you are not intentional, it's, it's across the board in everything. If you love someone relationally, you will be intentional towards them. If you want to keep your job in the morning, you will intentionally wake up <laughs> and go to work. If you intend to keep a clean home, intentionally you will go about, you know, cleaning your home, doing your laundry, you know, doing the dishes, etc. And so intentionality is something that across the board brings us success. There are times when we are not intentional about things and those things fall to the ground. When we don't have a heart towards things or we don't have a mind about things and those things fall to the ground. And the problem with that is that when the, when that occurs, we blame God and we say, God, you know, how could this fall to the ground? And God, you know, how could we, how could you let this happen? And ex no, M remember what I said in a previous podcast, it's not God that's questionable. <laughs> God is never the one that's questionable. Now there are some times when he will not allow a thing to work because it's his will to give you something better. That is true. But whenever he gives us a command, there's a level of intentionality, intentionality that we must exhibit towards that command in order to be effective. Because when God tells you get up and pray in the morning, this is not just to harass your sleep. When God tells you, please go on a two day fast, this is not to interrupt your uh, Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Y'all, I love donuts. That's why I always use Krispy Kreme. I love me some donuts. Whenever God tells you, you know, get up and make sure you're on time to service. You know, this is not about him, you know, trying to obstruct your day. The reason why God gives us commands and gives us uh, instructions is for us to see our level of intentionality towards his will. Our level of intentionality towards the things that pertain to him, our level of intentionality towards walking in the spirit, adjusting our life to the character of Christ, becoming lights in this world is not for him. He doesn't give us commands on account. I, I once heard uh, someone say, uh, God can make it without you. <laughs> like he don't need you. True. Truth be told. I mean, there's seven point how many people in this world? Um, the truth be told, like he doesn't really need you. And and so at the end of the day, I feel like he loves us severely, which is why he gave his son for all of us, the entire world. But what you make of your life, I'll never forget uh in, in my bathroom growing up, my dad put this sign, um, above the toilet and the sign said your life is God's gift to you but what you make of your life is your gift to God and so how much you yield to the process of God's will and his encouragement his instructions his advisement his promptings his you know, how much you yield to that is really your gift back to him. 
Remember that parable of the talents, you know, where we have 10, 5, and 1, and, you know, the, 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 the individual or the man with the one talent, he buried it and was like, you know, what I'm going to do with this one, <laughs> you know, and we know how the parable goes. You know, it was said to him that he could have at least invested it and got back interest on it. He didn't even have to do anything with it. <laughs> could have just invested it and gotten back interest on it. But even that parable speaks to the intentionality and the mindset. Because when you're intentional about a thing or even when you're unintentional about it, there's a mindset behind even that. And what the enemy does is that when God gives us a command, he will come and play with our hearts, play with our minds, make us believe, ah, oh, this is not really going to work. Oh, I'm too tired. Uh, maybe not now, maybe later. Ah, uh, and he always plays up the side of emotions, which is why Christ said, you know, if anyone wants to come after me, he's going to have to deny himself counterculture there's no other way if you desire to be intentional towards the lord and desire to really follow what he's saying there's gonna come a time of death where literally the things that your heart is telling you to do and that your mind is prompting you to do and that your body is urging you to do you literally have to walk contrary to that like Paul said in Romans 7, you know, the things that I really want to do, I can't seem to do them. And then the things that I don't want to do, those are the things I keep on doing. And before that, he speaks about the law. And he says that the law came to expose the fact that he has sin and to expose the fact that he has a hard time keeping these commandments. And so it's not that I necessarily think that God made the commandments just to point out and accuse us and say, oh, you guys are sinners. Not at all. I think the commandments show us how intentional we are towards making this thing right. How intentional we are towards getting this thing together. How intentional we are, you know, about living for him. There's a power behind a person who, you know, is intentional, who might be, you know, I, I think of the tortoise and the hare, <laughs> you know, we, we know how slow the tortoise is and, and, and we know that easily the hare could have beat the tortoise, but on account of him chilling and, and, you know, uh, taking a break, you know, that mindset of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can be just about anyone. And, and, and the tortoise with his, you know, nonstop, let me keep going slow, but steady, you know, wins the race. And, and as the word says in Ecclesiastes, it's Ecclesiastes nine, verse 11. It says the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise, nor wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to all men. That scripture clearly, that's one of my favorite scriptures. It clearly shows us that, listen, you know, time and chance happen, but your level of intentionality plays a humongous part in your excellence, plays a humongous part in your moving forward, plays a humongous part in your life. 
which is your gift back to God. What do you make of it, which is your gift back to God? And so my encouragement, you know, in this podcast is this. Focus on your level of intentionality in your health. Because we, we can't be sick doing the work of the Lord. We can't be hooked up to oxygen tanks, high blood pressure, diabetes, you know, all these things, trying to do the work of the Lord and advance the kingdom. You cannot be sick and do kingdom business effectively. You can't. Focus on the level of intentionality towards your health, level of intentionality towards your relationships, level of intentionality towards your money, spending habits, level of intentionality towards the things of God, where he's told you to place his time, where he's told you, excuse me, where he's told you to place your time, where he's told you to place your affections, where he's told you to place your heart. And if you can just get your lenses in the right place and say, you know what, I am going to be intentional about X, Y, and Z. I promise you, all you need to do is take one step and God will take five. My best friend always says, D, when you take one step, God takes like four or five more steps. And it's so true. The word of God says, when you draw close to him, he draws close to you. And because he is a, you know, the word of God says, you know, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. It says, if I was hungry, I wouldn't even tell you. Silver and gold are mine. And, you know, God, who is so rich in, in, in everything, really, you know, if we being humans are willing to set out on this path of being intentional and this journey of being intentional, how much more God who is so vast in his resources and is so vast in his mercy and love, how much more will he take five steps towards us? Be intentional towards God and he will be intentional towards you. Be encouraged. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes of Becoming Whole. Tune in next time for Becoming Whole. And remember, the world needs you whole.